Okay. I, I would I would ask, do you want to introduce yourself? But also, I don't give you an option, so you're going to have to introduce yourself, boss, because I'm not okay. worldwide news, and I'm not like today on this episode. We have no fuck that. So, um, <laughs> who are you? Sounds what do good. you do? Do you want me to do you want me to do that now? Okay, I'll do that yeah. now. I can do that now. We'll just get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Get get the that other okay so my name is carlin yeah i get the bullshit which is a beautiful name by the way i've never fucking seen that shit before and i'm like carlin oh my god it doesn't sound beautiful in my accent but as a as a no say it again say it again it sounds like super like aggressive carlin yeah so my name is actually gaelic so i love it when people from the uk say my name because that's how it's actually supposed to be said right so i say my name in my like canadian accent of like this is how i want to claim my name uh, but how, <laughs> how you guys say it and i love it when irish people say my name because like because my name is gaelic so you guys say my name more correct than i do wow which is pretty great my grandfather named me but after an irish like entertainer that he like loved apparently that's how the story goes so wow yeah but i'm carlin yeah the more you know the more you the more you know so i'm carlin i'm carlin costa i'm a clinical sexologist and psychotherapist cannabis educator best-selling author and founder of the radical love and lifestyle brand called the everyday goddess yay that's me doing things i'm i'm so glad you introduced yourself because that was so much better than i could have ever have done i'd have been like you know she's got a pretty cool name she's a bit of all right yeah, she, yeah. she talks about sex. You know, yeah. <laughs> talks about fucking and and a weed. That's what it. That's what it should say on my business card, Carlin. She knows about fucking. That's <laughs> that's think, what it should say. <laughs> yeah, but I think you'd get some inquiries for a totally different service. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Especially I'm if it finds it. itself into like a you know a bar or a club late at night. You know, it's like gets to one two a.m. You're like Carlin. She talks about she knows about fucking you're like yeah <laughs> i'm gonna give her a little ring you're like why am i getting all these messages at fucking two, two o'clock in the morning like practice is short go away <laughs> yeah no kidding it's like and how many of you still have an erection at this time of night because <laughs> i know what happens at pubs you're not, like come on it's those little... don't show up don't show up to sleep that's not what we're here for. I'm not like, I don't want to share my bed. If you're just showing up to sleep, I don't care about the cuddles. I don't care. Get the fuck out of here. You've got those little dispensaries, you know, that gives you a little, little blue smarty and then you can go all night. Oh yeah. Yeah. True. True. But okay. But to be fair, I have, I've had one too many younger patient into their early twenties where doctors are just giving them, Right. Oh, so fuck. giving them all of these pills and I like scream like the professional enemy like screams because mm-hmm. it is not okay for medical doctors to be giving young men in their twenties, Viagra, Cialis, whatever kind of pill you want to give, what you need to be doing is working with them mm-hmm. to talk to a therapist. The, the fastest population the fastest demographic that is actually growing for erectile dysfunction is young men aged 16 to 25 16 and the yeah 16 to 25 Holy is, yeah but the reason for that there's there's a few different reasons for that a 
we fail as a society to support men. I totally think so. I totally think Agreed. that we fail to support the emotional intelligence of men in our world. B, um, I love porn. I'm pro porn. I'm here for it. But the access to it is messing with men's erections. Agreed. And I'll, I, can ex- I can explain that further as well. Um, but, that's, but that's what's happening. Oh, and, and then because we also don't support men to you know, become emotionally intelligent, to do that work, a lot of these men now are growing up to be very uncom- like very less confident in their relationships and how to like flirt with people, how to pick up on people. They're just, it's not the same anymore. And I feel so bad for men. I mean, that's why I also am releasing a men's program because it's wow. not okay. But, but yeah, with, with like, you know, so I, I've had a couple uh, patients in their early twenties and what would happen is this is when they were on their own and masturbating, could keep it hard, could come a way to, way to go, you know, living their best life. As soon as they got with a partner, like a girlfriend or something, right. They would go to have sex with them and they would lose their erection. And I can tell you why the reason why is because when we masturbate, what we are doing is we are conditioning or telling our body, this is pleasure. This feels good. This is where I can be my safest. And this is where I can be my most vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Self-love and the act of masturbation isn't just like, let's wank one off and have an orgasm, right? Self-pleasure is about curating or nurturing your love for yourself, your experience, like your love and your connection of yourself to yourself. That's a big fucking deal. And we don't put enough of a big fucking deal on it. So instead what we do is we give all these young men whose like hormones are raging like crazy. They want to fuck everything that moves. They see a hole. They want to stick their dick in it. I get it. I told if I had a dick, I would want to do the same thing. Right. And then we give them all this free access to porn and we're like, here you go. So all they do is just like masturbate these quick masturbate masturbatory sessions, just one-offs like boom, 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 boom. Many of these men are watching the same kind of porn and masturbating the action in the exact same way repetitively over time. Well, when you get in front of a person, mm. right? That's not Sandy right hand. Like that's not what's happening. Yeah, right. I don't know. Oh. Lucy left. Is Lucy like left. Is, oh, the stranger. Right? Yeah, yeah. But you don't recognize the stranger and your body doesn't recognize the stranger and your neural pathways aren't programmed to also recognize that person, that stranger. So when you get in front of a person, because you've conditioned your body to experience pleasure in one way, when you get in front of a person, your body's like, I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't recognize this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. So what wow. I'm saying is people need to have more sex and masturbate less, I guess. I, no. <laughs> I honestly agree. But not. Yeah. Well, I don't I, attack it from an academia standpoint, right? I can only attack it from a, an experience or any conversations I've had with people, which usually isn't a lot, right? Like if you, like a dude to a dude, like honestly, all the enlightened conversations I've ever had in the realm of physical intimacy, fucking mm. boundaries, like kink, any of that bullshit, right? has always been towards a lady because they're open to have that, well, some of them are open to have that conversation with a dude. Well, 
I'm not having the act with a dude that just does not float my boat. Like, fair play if yeah, it does, yeah. but it's not for me. Yeah. But, like, I, no, I can't have that conversation with a dude because most of the time, like, they're, like, completely shut off with it. There's only – I could do it with my brothers. You aren't my brothers, but I call them my brothers. Like, yeah. I could do it with those two. Um, but everyone else, nah, they would just completely shut off. And then in terms of, like, ladies, like, there's so many. And I think – um I agree. Like you, you become desensitized to it, right? Like I'm sure everyone can relate. Like if you, if you go down like a fucking pond rabbit hole, right? You're like, okay, <laughs> you, you start off with, okay, what well, your favorite genre, whatever the fuck it is. And then the next thing yeah. you know, it gets a little bit different. Big breasted women. Yeah. You're on like yeah. big breasted women. You're on BBW. You're there. And then it gets real into, weird. Like, threesomes. Then yeah. it moves into gangbangs. Yeah. Then it moves into like spaces and places like beyond gangbangs. Is- Some crazy shit. Right. That's and then, the line. I feel like then, gangbangs are the line. <laughs> I mean, what what's after it? Well, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. People have like like here's what I say. If you can think it, someone's fucked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. Probably. Honest to goddess, seven billion people on the planet. Mm. Right? That's that. What are the odds mm. that someone has learned how to fuck something, right? Mm. Whether it's a marker or like a cell phone, people have sex with their cell phones. Listen, man, like whatever gets yeah, you off, gets you off, you know, as long as, um, yeah. as long as call you're me. safe and the other person's <laughs> safe, like, you know, that's I, fine. But call me. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat on the washing machine, right? Exactly. It's like, that's like the, that's the fifth load you put on today, love. What are you doing? I was like, nothing. No, like, no, no. I have a great story for you. I've got a good one. Um, cool. and, and and so you know what a bidet is. A bidet. Do you not know what a bidet is? Define. Like you know how you go to the you know you go to the washroom, you go to the bathroom. There's a toilet. There's the shower, there's a sink, and then there's always sometimes, especially in Europe, there's like this other thing, the water shoots up from it. Oh, yeah, but yes, I do. I can picture it. I didn't know it was called a bidet. Well, us poor people oh. don't have that shit. Oh, okay. Okay, I was like, did you, did you call it something else? I was like, you call it something else? No, oh, we, we don't have that bullshit. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Well, so there's this bidet, right? And I mean, they're all over. Like, I think every household in Portugal has one. It's like a whole thing. Um, but we had one growing up and I fucking love that thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I fucking, I, once I discovered what an orgasm was and then like, I just, you know, I sat on it one time to like wash my bits. And then all of a sudden the water just like went a certain way. And I was like, Oh, Oh Jesus. Oh, Oh, Hey now this is. And ex- this is an experience. Hold on a second. That's my whole, that's how I got through my genius. <laughs> wow. So it's, you know? it's like self-exploration, you know, it's, um, yeah. it's definitely demonized. Um, yeah, it definitely is demonized. And I don't know why, like I'm very, in- yeah. And also, um, whether it's solo, whether it is with a partner, whether it's with multiple, whether it's whether it's a fucking weird, weird, quote unquote, strange, abnormal um, kink that someone might have or whatever it is. Right. I don't get why 
it is demonized because what I'm really interested to hear about is like healing from it and using it as like a, a healing energy, whether that is, yeah. you know, some people go one way and, and like um, try to own their, their trauma through it. And then people go the other way and try and in, improve like uh, connection and intimacy. And it's like got, it's got nothing to do with fucking bending someone over and ramming the back end out of them. It's got everything to do with everything else. And, um, you know, yeah, like it's, um, it's a completely different realm that no one ever really dabbles in because you're, you're kind of portrayed with this very small niche of, um, of fucking, which is porn, right? And you're like, oh, okay, if you don't fuck like a porn star, you're not going to be quote unquote mm-hmm. good. And you're like, it's so sad. Wait, like, like I draw quite compa- a lot of comparisons to fitness, right? And the gym, because mm-hmm. that's kind of where like a lot of the journey started for me. Um, is like, all right, well, we know there's many ways to skin a cat in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. So you can train in mm-hmm. many, many different ways, like a billion okay. and one different ways. And they're coming up with these like machines that you put in your house and you're doing all this crazy shit with it, like you're skiing in the Alps and whatever. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Fantastic. Do you think? Yeah, it's like, oh no, with with uh with sex, you have to do missionary with the lights off or doggy style mm-hmm. on your birthday, and mm-hmm. that's it. And you'll give each other a high five and and that's kind of done. You're like, well, if we're able to appreciate the vast differences in one side, then we've got to be able to appreciate the vast differences in the other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with what you're saying, right? I love that you brought up sex as a healing modality, mm. right? Because um, I've done training as a sacred sex facilitator and it it is so much more. And especially, I love that you you come from like a fitness world because we talk about how you can fuel your energy, right? Or, or how you can direct your energy through your body. You see that a lot in the fitness world, right? You see that like with boxers who, who don't ejaculate before a big fight, right? You see that with, you know, with uh, CrossFitters and like weightlifters, right? Who keep all that energy within themselves and then learn how to move it and exert it, right? Sex is the same thing. Sex can do the same thing, right? Sex can heal your relationships. Sex can help you manifest. Sex, your your orgasm, like that moment is one of the most powerful moments, one of the most powerful singular emissions of energy that your body creates. And if you add a manifestation to it, let me tell you, you can change your whole life. You can change your whole oh. life just through sex magic. Literally is magic. It literally is magic. God damn. I mean, yeah, I love magic. I think magic's great. Fuck yeah. I think people who think, you know, that the only answer in all the world is, is science doesn't understand what magic is. It doesn't understand that magic is science. You know, I think, I think if I'm going to live in this world, I want it, I want, I don't want it to be so predictable. I don't want everything to be so predictable. I want there to be an air of pleasure to my life. And I think, you know, magic and manifestation and sacredness and, you know, uh, even just like activating personal power and uh, actualization, you know, Carl Jung stuff. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my shit. Yeah. 
yeah, love, attraction, all of that, you know, all of those types of things, you know, those are also universal laws, quantum theory, all of that. Those are all very universal law stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just like to live in that world. I, I just have a lot more fun in that world. The thing is, the more you go Sex into it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck, you enjoy yourself, right? <laughs> if you don't, it's, I guess there's something that needs to be addressed. But like, if you, you go into it like super deep, like everything in life is, is physics, right? But physics overlaps with philosophy because it mm-hmm. has to come from some sort of theory and some sort of question. And physics is trying to trying to understand the meaning of things, right? So then mm-hmm. it's philosophical. So you're getting this hard skill and this soft skill and the overlap, right? Mm-hmm. And rather than it's like, oh, no, we can't quantify it and define it and see a fucking numerical value and like, oh, no, no, then it's bullshit. I'm like, um, well, if you go past that, and you go further and, and further into it and deeper into it, then you're actually getting this crazy, beautiful overlap where everything kind of comes together. And we don't know. Yeah. We don't truly know. We're trying to figure it out. And there's many, many ways to do that and many slices to the pie. And I think fucking, you know, I as a pleasure outlet and as a uh, reproduction thing, it's going to be there anyway because we're going to need it right, mm-hmm. to, to stay mm-hmm. here. And it's such a um, such an important part of of life, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. For others, it, it might not be mm-hmm. that, but in my opinion, it is. But I think it's um, it's got so many ties to um, trauma and mm-hmm. um, insecurity mm-hmm. and shit like that that hinders a lot of people. And I'm a big advocate of spending time in your own space and figuring out who the fuck you are and mm. understanding your own limitations so you can work with them rather than allowing them to work against you, right? And I think going into the intimacy room or intimacy sort of realm, so to speak, just takes things a step further because now you have to be that vulnerable with someone else and that's fucking scary. Mm. Mm-hmm. So scary. I love that you said spend time in your own space. I really love that. That mm. quote, spend time in your own space. The number of people out there, the number of people, most people out there don't know who the fuck they are. Mm. That's sad. 100%. But like, and it's sad. However, no one told me that like I had to do that you know what I mean like no one told me I didn't even know that that was an option and that's why it's sad for me it's not that people don't know it that don't do the work it's that people don't even recognize that it's an option right how many people just fall in line right it's like you you you're born you live your life you do all the things you're a teenager you're a little bastard for so many years right and then you either like get a job yes still are right you either like get a job or you go to college, find a wife, you get a home, get a mortgage, probably down the street from your parents, start popping up babies and just cycle it out again. Right. Just keep doing it. And for some people, that's really wonderful. And it's a beautiful life. And that's the thing, except there's so many people who, who follow and fall in line in that way. And then 10, 15 years later, they end up on my zoom couch and they're like, I don't know why I don't like my life. And I'm like, well, because 
you created, created it based on the expectation of what other people told you you were supposed to do. What other people have told you is your happiness. What other people have told you is what happiness is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And I tried it. I'm not going to lie. I tried it. I thought that that's what you were supposed to do. So I went to school I'm in university. I met one of the loves of my life. And um, so in university, you know, I've had many loves, but then I, after university, I was going to grad school. I met one of the loves of my life and it was like, all right, I guess let's, let's try this. Let's do this thing. So, you know, you, you get the house, we even got the dog and, and, but it always felt like something was missing. You know, it felt like something was just not right. And I don't know if it's because I just kind of started to fall in line or if I was already starting to unravel where I was going. You know what I mean? I think it can be, you know, I think you can kind of relate to that. It's like, what did I, was I going this way? And then all of a sudden I decided to stop or is my uncomfortability with how my current situation is already the unraveling? hundred percent. I I agree and relate on a lot of levels. And I also would pull in a quote from um, Jim Carrey about depression. And he says that depression is when um, your body says, fuck you. I don't want to play this character no more. And um, that that's a, yeah. And it's a, it's a way that like, I'll go super dark quite a lot. And usually my brain frequency runs quite low just as a natural human being. Um, if I'm not, it's a, it's a bit like imbalanced in the sense of I'm super fucking passionate and I'll be like, let's grab life by the balls and squeeze what you want out of it and let's go. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of like, if I'm not like that and doing something that like lights me the fuck up, I know my, my, my normal, my average and where I kind of sit is like a lot lower and I don't want to be there. Right. But um, I've kind of, I look at it in a sense of, well, that's a gift because I know if I'm in a space where um, body saying and, and soul saying, fuck you, I don't want to play this character anymore. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like we're, we're playing out a role that you're not supposed to be playing out. And I get into those, those states. That's just a sign for me. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm playing out, keeping up with the Joneses. Right. I'm in a nine to five, like fucking hate, or I'm mm-hmm. surrounded by the people that I shouldn't be surrounded by with. And mm-hmm. that I think is um, links to our previous points of sitting in your own space. And you're only going to get that and understand and be able to dissect and decipher that cold. If you've set, sat in your own space, figure out who the fuck you are. Yeah. 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 And that's what therapy is. And that's why I love therapy. That's why I love being a therapist, right? Mm. Being a psychotherapist, I get to hold that space and people come to me and they're like, I don't know. I just, I'm here. I mean, more often people have reasons, but sometimes people come to me and they're like, I just, I think I just need, like, I just need to talk to somebody. And I'm like, Oh, I love it. When people come to that, come to me with that. They're just like, I just need to talk to somebody. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's start unraveling you because you're so wound up with the shoulds and the coulds and the woods and the maybes that you've become so misaligned with who you are and what you want that when I ask you, who are you? Most people can't answer. When I ask people, what do you want? 
most people can't answer me. Mm. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Who are you? Who I'm am I? Oh, I'm a oh goddess. I'm a goddess. That's who I fucking am. I mm. am a goddess. I am a badass bitch. I am a kind human though, and I am a nurturing person. I love very deeply, very passionately. Um, I also love to read. I am a person who loves to move her body. I recently got into fitness over the past two years. I do like CrossFit now. I like lift shit over my head. Yeah, I do. My ass looks amazing. Okay. <laughs> I like look at my butt in the mirror now every day. I'm like, this was not here two years ago. I'm like, this is, this is high. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so and even now, because in the past six months, I've had some life stuff. So I even, I've put on a little bit of weight in the past six months and now I'm getting back to myself. But you know, even with my booty is a little bit extra fluffy right now. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to lose it. Like, I'm like, I don't like, do you have to go? Like some of this, I wouldn't mind toning up, but like, does this have to go? You know, I love my butt. Oh my God. I love my butt. Um, who else am I? I'm a woman. I'm a friend. I'm a sister. I'm a dog mother. I'm a godmother. I'm a curious cat. I'm a magnificent, magnetic human. I'm a person who strives for peace, who loves the balance of power shared equitably and equally. I am a feminist. I am a sex positive intersectional feminist. I am so many things and I am none of those things and all of those things all at once. Mm -hmm. That's who the fuck I am. It's that bit right there that fucks me up because I, I fucking love it. You're all mm -hmm. of it and you're none of it. And once you start to understand that, then you start to understand yourself and understand life. We are everything and nothing at the same time. We mean nothing. Snap your fingers and take us off the planet. Nothing happens. Like nothing. within the space of two weeks or, you know, if you've got close families around you a few years, no one gives a shit anymore. Right. But also you have everything in you, like you, the same things that make you up, make the universe up. You have the capability to open up the doors in your, in your mind to go in so many different spaces, right? Life is short, but life is long. You can live a hundred different lives in this lifetime. And the only person that's, that's keeping you in, in that box or in that room is yourself. Oh Lord. Absolutely. Snaps, snaps, snaps. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's, you know, that's it. That's, that's the shit right there. That's the, that's the thing. And so many people, when I ask them, you know, who are you? Especially when I work with my women, it's like, who are you? Well, I'm a mom. I'm like, nobody gives a fuck if you're a mom. So quite honestly, I don't care if you're a mom. I like that has nothing to do with why you're here. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I'm a dad. I'm like, that's nice. Then go go talk to your kids then. No, you are here in therapy with me. Who are you? Mm -hmm. You, not who are you to everyone else? Mm -hmm. Who are you to yourself? That's what I do. That's the work that I do. That's the work I love doing. So many and people. that's where magic comes in, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, on, no, I was just going to say so many people define themselves from the title, right? I get in yeah. trouble a lot in the sense of uh, I've been fired six times, right? I can't really, I, I, can I work for people? I'm going to say no, right? 
I'll work with you. I won't yeah. work for you. Like if you say, yeah. Alex, do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'll do that. But I'll also observe in the sense of, you know, I, I, I will take Mount Everest and put it in your back garden for you because I respect mm-hmm. you as a human being and I will respect mm-hmm. everything that you've done and this relationship that we've created between us. But also, like, I don't believe anything that you say to me. I believe everything that you do and show me. So if you show me something different than you say, I don't give a shit what badge or title you've got or what fucking crown is on your head. Like, that's just not going to happen. So I, mm-hmm. um, I, I get in, I get in trouble a lot for uh, not respecting the hierarchy. But the, the uh, oh fuck the hierarchy, fuck the hierarchy is all I gotta say about that. Honestly, fuck man, authority like, and fuck the hierarchy. <laughs> I say if I ever meet the queen, I'll be the first one to say cunt in front of her because, like, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, I'm like, listen, love, I respect you, and I respect that you're the fucking queen, and mm-hmm. you know respect everyone to their absolute eyeballs right probably more than you fucking deserve and more than anybody else will but i ain't gonna treat you no different like that's that's a non-negotiable that's a that's a given and if if you're not okay with that then i'll go hang out with my people you know no problem but the amount of times that people define themselves with that fucking title you know i ask i ask people that i coach like you know the entire entire business model is bridging the gap between mental and physical health right and when I coach with um, kind of one-on-one, um, you know, you send out some questions or whatever. And one of them is like, how's your mental health and, and all that. And like, I thought you were going to make programs. So yeah, man, but it's like 10%. Like the rest of my time is pretty much counseling you and like HR, you know, like mm-hmm. making sure like, I don't know, your head is above water and you're not drowning. Because if you were drowning, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter if you're going into the gym and doing some squats. <laughs> right that's like it doesn't matter that's a breadcrumb i love that you're doing mental health and fitness i think that there could be so much more done and i think you will see so much more done to bridge that gap Mm. the number of times i've cried with like a hundred pounds over my head (laughs) tears streaming down my face because of the exertion that the physical movement forces my body to do and how much that moves the emotional space within me, especially someone like me, who all I do all day long is just hold space for other people. Right. Mm -hmm. So I hear, especially over the pandemic, I heard some of the worst stories of the worst. And, uh, you know, when I'm like (laughs) a bar above my head, and then all of a sudden my whole body decides to have an emotional response. And I'm like, are you, you fucking kidding me right now? Like this isn't the time because I can't just like, I can't drop this or else I'm going to hurt my spine. So like, hold on a second. Right. And I, and I love that you're doing that because I think I would love to see more space created for emotions and like physical fitness. I would love to see that. I would love to see, like uh, with the warmups and like the stretch outs, you know, having conversations, right? Like, where's your head at today? What are you thinking about today? What are we moving through your body today? Right. And then afterwards kind of having like a checkout, right. So being like, okay, how you, how you feeling? How you feeling about that part of you? How are you feeling about your own self, your own ability right now? You know, I, I just, I, my, my trainer would 
he learned quite quickly because I didn't even recognize when I started doing like this CrossFit style functional fitness stuff, you know, that this was going to happen. I was just like, I just, I gotta, I want to get fit. I want to be strong. I want to be a strong woman. It's never about losing weight for me. It's always about, I want to be strong. That's mm-hmm. what fitness is for me. I want to be strong. I want to be able to lift shit and I want nobody to be able to fuck around with me. Like that's just, that's my intention I for whatever that you. looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that looks like in my body. Cool. Like perks, but uh, that was my always was my thing. I, I don't, I like the idea of being strong because no one else is ever going to be strong enough for me. Mm-hmm. They can, everyone will try and, you know, oh, anyway, so we won't go into that, but quite quickly in, like after the first couple of weeks, like I remember like just being on the mat and like not being able to get out. Cause I'm having like a full on fucking breakdown yep. in the middle of the gym. And I was like, what is going on right now? Like what? I was not expecting that. So then like, I had to have like a talk with my trainer after he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I think so. But I think this is like going to be a thing. So if you see me with tears down my face, just don't fucking talk to me. Don't say anything. Pretend I'm not there. I'm fine. You're just going to have to allow me to take my space and feel whatever it is that I'm feeling that sometimes I don't even know, recognize what it is. I'm just going to feel it, if I, especially if I can't name it. And then I'll, I'll catch up on the next run, you know? And that was, that was a really big conversation that I had to have with my own trainer about that because he was like, why is she crying? What did I do? Are you hurt? Like at first he's like, are you hurt? And I'm like, I am not hurt. I am processing the fact that Three women just disclosed their rape to me this week. And I don't know what to do with all of that fucking energy. So that's what's happening right now. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he, after that, he was like, yeah, I'm going to let you just have your experience. Just don't hurt yourself. <laughs> this is the thing, right? This is, this is my argument of the difference between a trainer and a coach and what you described as a coach, because you, you I got a quote that I say when I coach coaches and, and help people and coach the athletes that come through whether it's everyday athletes or fucking internationals it doesn't matter it's like i'll teach you the movement but i'll coach the individual right the movement doesn't change but the individual does and that individual can change day to day situation to situation i change you're going to change and then the day changes the time changes like environment changes the world fucking changes body changes like you name it everything is organically adapting growing shaping dying decaying changing you're like okay this is a lot i was like all right cows just coming um what am i gonna do okay first of all i'm gonna say hello all right but before i say that i'm gonna assess how you've walked through that fucking door right because if you've walked through in a certain way i'm like cool she probably needs abc today all right needs the the, the drill sergeant that I don't give a fuck, do your shit because we're going to co- mm-hmm. talk about this when you're done. Or we walk yeah. through and you're like, okay, cool. You're going to need X, Y, Z today. You're going to like, I just want you to move today. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I know on the board, it says 50 pounds. I want you to use 35 pounds today. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's like, it's. Yeah. It's a slower, more intentionally. It's going to have the same effect. For sure. And it, it's through learning the individual and all the little intricacies of, of people, which is the difficult part. That's, um, you know, it's so important. And I think for too long we've, we've spoken 
addressed physical health and mental health as two separate things. I'm like, uh, we have something called a neck, right? <laughs> that combines the two together. <laughs> I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like what, what's going on? And it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I told you the story, but quickly I'll, I'll kind of jump into it as the reason for this, right? The podcast. I, I've coached in like 18 different places, 17, 18 different places around the world, right? And literally like thousands of people from people in a fucking wheelchair, um, kids, elderly, bunged up, fully abled, international, youth Olympic games, you name it, probably done it. Um, and most of the time when people come to me, I'm like, I'll see you five, six days a week, right? Doing really well, progressing, everything's going absolutely splendid you're like cool we are nailing it i'm super helping this person everything's fantastic i'm the fucking mutts nuts let's go and then they come back in and alex gonna talk to you i'm like yeah, yeah man i can talk to you and like oh i'm really not doing well i was like what do you mean like you're doing awesome like you got a handstand push-up recently you've pr'd on your fucking split jerk or whatever it is right i was like no no like um i think i got an alcohol problem or i'm really struggling with my with my divorce and yesterday i slipped my wrist or I put my head in a noose and I'm like, wait, hold on a minute. We're helping you every single day, right? Every single day. And you're doing well and you're progressing, but you're still fucked. And, you know, that paired with whatever was going on in my head at the time as well. I was like, I've got to fucking do something about this. So I brought it to um, all the owners of the gym over like six years I kind of, not the idea of the podcast, but the idea of we needed to help people's mental health because people mm-hmm. are fucked, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone told me to go fuck myself. They were like, this isn't our job. This is going to take too much time and energy away from you. You're going to provide a worse service when you're actually on the the, the physical side. Uh, that would that should cost them more money, right? It's going to cost me more money because I'll have to pay you a little bit more. And I'm like, I'll do it for free. I was like, no, nah, that's not our thing. Push them to a GP. So I played with the idea, right? And I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Like, if no one's going to yeah. do it, I'm going to do it. You know, I uh, I wrote some, like, I'm a, I'm a bit of a poet, right? That. And I wrote something Why are down. You? Yeah, oh, man. I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wrote something in the sense of like, um, um, like, if you give me a gun, I'll point it at me so the whole world can be free. And, and that came from, um, okay, cool. Like, if there's going to be problems in the world, I'll hold it up because no one else is fucking doing it, right? And that was just kind of my immature, very passionate yet hurting mind at the time. And I was like, cool, let's, uh, let's start doing things for people's mental health. And then it kind of bred into this. And then we start talking about all the things that, that kind of go into it, but it's, it's crazy how conservative and fixed minded um, owners of gyms in the fitness industry are because they're like, Oh, we only do fitness. I'm going to get you a fucking six pack or lose you five pounds or whatever. I was like, it's got jack shit to do with that. People come to me and they're like, I want, to PR my mile time or I want to go masters nationals in powerlifting or I want a bigger chest or I want to look good in a bikini or whatever. I'm like, fantastic. And then you get to know the individual and it's usually because they're struggling with a lot of things. You're like, cool. Let's kind of like, you know, fix the broken leg rather than the little scratch upon it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I remember at, at the height of the pandemic, during the pandemic, I actually offered that to everyone at my gym. I offered them like discounted one-on-one sessions because I was having these things and then like I'm working out with people and then they can see that I'm having these experiences. So, and it was like, a, it was like a little boutique um, gym. So you like actually knew the people that you were in the same room with. And uh, yeah. And I offered that and a few people like took me up on it. A few people were like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Right. Mental health and fitness make sense. And I was like, yeah, I know. Cause I'm doing it right now. <laughs> like, like in this, I don't know how nobody else has come to this conclusion. Like yeah. how I can't be, I can't be the first person to put these two things together to be like, this actually makes the most sense. Right. I mean, you see it a lot with somatic therapy. So somatic therapy as in like the movement, right. Feeling your stuff. So people will do it like dance therapies or art therapies and that type of thing. But like, I would love to see like a functional fitness, mental health, like therapy program. You know what I mean? Like, let's like, let's lift shit and talk about stuff. So I, uh, I've got, I've got something in the works. It's going to take me like two years. Um, I'm going to, I'll send you a message when this recording thing's done. Um, Cause it's actually really fucking cool. Kind of kind of in a way very little bridges into your scene um but i'm super pumped about it i i agree there should be um there should be more shit out there i think which avenue will i go down it's very male dominated the fitness industry notoriously and you're still breaking the stigmas that come with that um so i think you know how do you change the world? You change yourself, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. it yeah. it just takes time because those individuals are going to have to do the work with themselves and sit in their own space before they allow that space for anybody else to come into, right? So uh, especially for me, like when I'm like working all day, like I honestly need like time. I need to go train. I was like, don't fucking talk to me. Let me train. I was like, why is that? Because yeah. I'll come across like an asshole. I'll come across super short. <laughs> I'll probably not make any sense. I swear way too much anyway, but that's just what it is, right? <laughs> and I, I'll just be tired and stressed out and my eyes will probably be a bit blurry because I've been working all day and I'm like, I just need to fucking dig some demons up, punch them in the face and then bury them again. Mm-hmm. And that to me is is, yep. is training and, and most people, yeah. it is because it's immediate, right? Like if I pick up yeah. a heavy bar on my back it's gonna be like mm, i feel like i'm gonna shit out my spine i was like okay i might need to like <laughs> concentrate <laughs> right it's immediate yes i really love how the brits say asshole can you say it again i just love it it's like asmr to me asshole yeah i love it i love it there's something about how the brits say asshole that i love it's totally ASMR. Sorry, guys, this is a side note, sidebar, but you said it a couple of times and I was like, I'm just in it. I'm like, when you say it, I'm just like, I don't know. It's like, you know, you watch those like satisfying videos like on <laughs> Instagram and like people with like slime. Like I just need a bunch of Brits to just say asshole over and over again. And I'm just gonna be like, this is, this is, yeah, this is it. Well, this is my ASMR. <laughs> this, like, what I've noticed though is like with, with Mancunian, like being from Manchester, like the way we say phonetically say the alphabet is um, quite low, quite different. Sometimes it can come across quite aggressive. Like, so for example, like the 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 letter U, right? Phonetically we say O, oh, 
right? Which is quite like harsh and and um, uh, low. And then if you add in like a like a lower voice, like like myself, when I say the word fuck, yeah. right? It sounds instantly yeah. like I'm trying to punch you in the face. And I'll be like, don't fucking do that. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and I'm just saying it normally, like whether yeah. it's tongue in cheek or just normal <laughs> speech. And people automatically think I'm getting like super aggressive which then in turn makes me aggressive because I'm like, I'm not being aggressive. And then it just, I just yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. When you say it, it does sound like you're saying being aggressive, even though I know you're not being aggressive. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. no, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I totally get it. It's weird. It took till I was like 22, maybe to like, I was in the South working and I coached this lad who was like a fucking English major or some shit. Right. And was like, Alex. Yeah. Like super soft-spoken, super lovely bloke, Max. Right. And, um, like, like you're going to know him, but anyway, his name was Max. I'm sure it still is. Um, and was like, how do you, how do you say like, you know, phonetic alphabet? I was like, what do you mean? Like, he was like, Oh, how do you say these letters? And I was like, Oh, ah, you know, and kind of went through it and he was like, Hmm, interesting. That's why you speak wrong. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't fucking speak wrong. Like, fuck you. He was like, no, no. So like, it's this sound. You're taught this sound. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. We're in the same country. And like the basis of how we speak the same language, the sounds that we're supposed to make out of our fucking mouths are completely different. I was like, this is odd. Mm-hmm. Well, English is like the bastard global language right like i feel like i feel like english is just like the culmination of of like what everybody has made it need needing to be to be honest with you you know what i mean i think english english is the worldwide language so it's like it's what everybody needs it to be and i don't think that there any longer is like a proper english language you know that Mm. it just People can't even spell it anymore because we're too busy shorthanding our texts. Oh, legit. That's why most people um, in Britain usually do really shit in English in school because they'll still, they'll, they'll assess you on like proper English. And we never, we don't even speak it, right? We don't speak it in class when we're like saying things. And if you've got to like actually say things, you don't speak proper English, right? No. And you never, no. you never write it anyway. So it's like, okay, if you're assessing me in this skill, I'm not going to have said skill. So I'm going to fail yeah. said grade, <laughs> right? I was like, an English man can't pass an English test. I was like, well, you know, fuck you. I'm a poet. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> an English man can't pass an English test. Fuck you. I'm a poet. That's, that's Shakespeare shit right there. Is what that well, well, that's actually, that's actually, uh, I was, I was kind of a reference to a, to an occasion. I was out, of, I was out at a bar, you know, it was a, uh, maybe two drinks in, but, um, I met these new, new people that was like friends of a friend. And one of them was very, very intellectual, you know, very good in academia and was going to go sit his PhD. I'm like, congratulations. Brilliant. I'm just there to have a good time. like kind of chat some shit as I'm good at. And, um, he ends up ripping into me because of something I said, or I couldn't read something off the board game that we were playing. Right. And my reading's really not good. And like, he took it a little bit too far. And I was just like, fuck you. Is anybody else published? Anybody? 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, that that's right. Sit the fuck back down. Mm-hmm. I was like, this mm-hmm. dyslexic mm-hmm. motherfucker is Polish. You're not like. <laughs> <laughs> right well i mean there's there's just i think there's just such people everybody likes to know something mm-hmm. right everybody likes to have many people like to have like a genius in something and i've come to discover why i and and my theory is that everybody likes to have a genius in something or like has a pull towards it because people are sexiest when they're expressing their genius Mm. why do you think because they're more confident in it yeah yeah because you're because when you are in your genius you're like you're in your element right so so that's why when you see people like speak on stage who are meant to be public speakers right you're like i don't care what you're saying i'm buying it and like i'll sit on your face at the same time right like sounds great (laughs) you know what i mean or or like a chef like a proper chef right like gordon ramsay can like fucking take the piss out of anyone but like i still want to be friends with him you know what i mean like i still want to like hang out with him because he's a fucking genius and and he's not a particularly attractive man but i still want to sit on his face you know what i mean like it's well i don't personally know what you mean yes (laughs) right it's when you look at somebody who you're like i don't know why i'm attracted to you but i am and it's often because that person is in their element. They're often expressing their genius. Yes. So when you are in your element and expressing your genius, don't worry about what you look like. Don't worry about what you say because you are your sexiest. You are your most magnetized at mm. that time. Um, and that's my theory on that. Passion. <laughs> passion is sexy. Like someone gets fucking irated about something, super hyped up, and they're like ready to go, run through a brick wall, punch your baby type stuff. You're like, you just you do do your thing, you know. I'm just gonna what not not literally punch your baby. Describe, <laughs> please, please don't go running around slapping babies and then be like, oh, Alex Smith told me to do this because I'm passionate about something. I was like, That's, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, don't 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 throw me under the bus like that, guys. But you know, like it's 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 infectious it fires you up right but also like it's so entertaining to watch you're just like this is beauty right there i don't know what they're doing i don't know how they're doing it and quite frankly i'm not even interested but i'm just watching this person do their thing and i'm like you go but my dick moved a little right like that's yeah it's speaking to this yeah (laughs) you know it's like no knock i'm still here You'd be like, I know, I know, calm down, you know. I'm in a theater full of 250 people. I'm not whipping you out and fucking playing bing bong right now. Like, calm down. Yeah. The- <laughs> you know, it's like, there's the toilets. I was like, fuck, leave me alone. Like, it's Peter Pan. <laughs> Joking, that was a complete sidetrack. That never happened. Don't ask me about the story. That's it, okay. <laughs> ask, him, never- ask him, team. Ask him. <laughs> no, it never happened, honestly. <laughs> I did go to a fancy dress one time as Peter Pan. Did you? The tights did you wear and all. like the super, the tights and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. With the little chap- like the little chapeau as yeah, well, yeah, yeah, with like the cute little hat with the feather in it. Of course, bow and arrow and all sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the problem. The problem is. For you? So this, this is my issue. Right. It's going to sound quite funny. Tight things on the bottom. When you're swinging coconuts, 
is rather uncomfortable, right? I'm a, I'm five ten on a good day. You know what I mean? I'm like slap bang yeah, in the middle, yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's 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 you know, it's halfway. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be like, holy shit, have you seen this? Right, but it's. Um, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't swap it in for a newer model. Like, I wouldn't complain. But the yeah, kettlebells yeah. <laughs> below them are a fucking issue, right? <laughs> They're a fucking issue. Like, honest to God, I right? cannot imagine. <laughs> I sit on these fuckers. Oh my god, is on a regular basis. I sit down and I've got to pull them up, right? So I'm not like. I never even thought of that. I oh, never no, even thought a, of that. It's a problem. And I squat. I'm a weightlifter. Yeah. So five days yeah. a week, I'm doing some sort of squat. Right? So I got to walk like I'm waddling. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Because you got to you gotta make room. Legit. And it's a hot you day. Gotta... Like. <sighs> yeah, because they don't want your body. They're moving away from your body. 100%. Right? Like you said, swinging coconuts. Like, literally. Like, legitimately, you know, I'm white, so they're basically snowballs. Like, if I could Pretty detach much. them from me, you know, I could just, like, <laughs> launch them and knock someone out. It'd be like a fucking ice ball. Like, it's it's an issue. I'm telling you, it's an issue. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I could, you know what? I could never imagine having testicles. I just... I could never, I could never imagine. Like, I can't even imagine. I'm sitting here with all my thickness and I'm like, if I had testicles in between this thickness. That's what? that's why you've got a man spread. Mm, that's why the man spread. Well, the testicles. For, Although, for... but some of y'all, okay. But first of all, some of you are a little bit too forgiving as to how much you need to spread. In oh, well, like scratching their kneecap and saying their fucking bell ends are itchy. Yeah, I mean we've yeah, all been yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I've done, I've done that, I've done that in school. Right, you got a really attractive teacher. You're like, oh, miss my fucking bell ends itching you, itching your knee. You know what I mean? Yeah, she ain't, yeah, 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 she yeah. ain't dumb, lad. I know. Like you think you're, a, you think you're a lot smarter than you are at fucking thirteen. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, like you're fucking hung like an elephant. Yeah, Jesus. no kidding. At thirteen, Ooh. I'm hanging like a wizard sleeve. Anyway, um, <laughs> armadillo <laughs> turtleneck. You know, like huh? what's happening here? Armadillo turtleneck. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? Fuck. What was I saying? I don't know. I've lost my train of thought. That's all right. We we got really into testicles for a hot minute there. We got really into testicles. We got like. I just couldn't imagine two little kettlebells in between my legs. That's all I'm saying. Like I get, I like now that I'm more just kind of putting it into context, I get why men walk funny. I get well, it. Here's, here's another one. And honestly, I learned this like last year because I had um, a good mate of mine on the podcast. Um, and I think I actually got it recorded too. It's brilliant. Um, and I was like, look, you know, when, you know, when people sit with their legs crossed, you know, the 90 degree one where your legs kind of come across and your knee goes out. Yeah. That's the only one I can do because, you know, when you do the other one where it kind of goes one slit on the other, like for like, for years, I've been like, I can't do this. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't even get close. 
right? Yeah. It's just seriously yeah. painful. And, I've, you know, you'll kind of look around and I see all the lads doing it. I'm like, is there a different technique? Does it, are they, can you take them off and fucking stick them around the side, put them in your pocket? What's going on here? Like, have I just got like, I'm like, I'm like is there a problem with me or something? So I was chatting yeah, with my yeah, mate yeah, and he was yeah. sat like that. I was like, right, before I get into this fucking shit, I need to understand this. How are you sat yeah. like that? Because for the entire time of my life, I've never been able to do it. And I still don't understand why I don't walk up to lads and just be like, oh, where's your balls when you sit like that? And he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> was like, I'm going to answer the question. I was like, go on. It's not that big. I was like, right. I appreciate the honesty. Right. So there's a yeah. little, yeah. little FYI for ladies. If a dude is sat with his legs kind of, I don't really know how to describe cross. it. Cross, yeah. but like yeah. kind of feet together and like facing forward. Yeah, yeah. He best he's, be really good with his space. mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got the space. That's why yeah. they can come closer. But if he is sitting with his leg on a 90, mm. it's because he needs room. Mm. Well, it could just all be in okay. the balls, though. You know? In the what? Oh, in, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. Because he, he might not but like, he, there might not be a, you know, a ruler down there, but it could, it could just be coconuts. <laughs> but, but, but coconuts are okay because you can use coconuts. Like, especially in doggy style, you can use the coconuts. And if you get enough of a swing, they hit the clit. I'm just saying. Turn that temperature up in your apartment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, make sure it's <laughs> fucking hot. Put a, put a towel on a on her back so you're not just dripping everywhere. So, you know, you keep the romance right. alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just work the swing. Just work the testicle <laughs> swing. <laughs> so... So I've I've coached in the CrossFit team for years, right? Today. I 100% here's some techniques, team, right? And honestly, honestly, the amount of times I make a fucking sex reference in the gym and people get it like this, right? If I try and go super technical, super like dumbed down or whatever, they don't understand the fucking word I'm saying. If I'm like, I want you to fuck this kettlebell, they're like, bam, I got it, coach. Don't worry. I'm like, see, like. <laughs> All you got to do is it learn your people. Fuck the kettlebell. <laughs> fuck the kettlebell. Fight, fuck that's the kettlebell. it. Fuck the, fuck the kettlebell. I'm going to use that when I mm. do my workout tomorrow morning. I'm going to think about fucking mm. my kettlebell. I'm going to be like, I'm doing my... That kettlebell is going to fly above your head. i got to be careful. i got a window in front of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't let go of I it. did. I did that today. What are the Russian? Are they Russian? Well, Russian the one kettlebell swings? The ones where you lift above your head? Yeah, That's American. Oh, the ones, okay, American. I had to do those today. Oh, American should we say Canadian? Above. Canadian kettlebell swings. Fuck. What would a Canadian kettlebell, I'm going to ask my trainer that. What would a Canadian, if this is the Russian and if this is the American, what's a Canadian kettlebell swing? It's got to be some sort of maple syrup in there, right? Yeah, right? Maple syrup and poutine. <laughs> like, that's what oh, it is. Poutine. Oh, that is Have you been to not... Canada? You've traveled everywhere. Have you been to Canada? No. Like, I'm super fucking... Yeah. I really, really want to come over. Like, just the whole thing. I, I'm fascinated by the entire country. Like, you know, I really want to do a road trip. Like, uh, I lived with... I call her my sister, but she's not. I lived with a lady in, in Auckland. And she's from mm -hmm. uh, Manitoba. She's currently mm -hmm. back over there, like, seeing her, seeing her family. But... um. And she wants to move over to BC. She's going to come back and go back again. Like, long life story. But um, shout out to Brie if she's listening. But I'm like, yep, yeah, let me know when you move over. 
I'll like, I'll pop over, me being me, I'll have one bag, right? I'll have like the clothes on my back and probably like, I don't know, maybe a spare t-shirt and that's about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and my yeah. laptop. And then they'll be like, yeah, yep, I'll course. be there. Kind of just kind of like, you know, cruise along. But there's fucking cool ass people in Canada, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really cool people here. I, that's why I love it here. I, I love it here. I, it's a, a giant country mm, and Jesus. you can, li- you can be anywhere you, whoever you want to be and live anywhere. You can live on either ocean. You can live on three oceans. Actually, if you really want it to be cold, you could go up North into the territories and that's, that's fucking freezing. Yeah. yeah. That's not how I live, but you could live on any ocean. You can live on a mountain you can live on a bay. You can live uh, where all they speak is French. You can live in where, like where I live in Toronto, which is the most multicultural city in the world. So you can live here and like get access to the world, literally outside your door. Wow. You can live in like small town. You can live in a forest. You can live on a lake. Like that's the cool thing about Canada is you can live on an ocean. You can live on a lake. You can live on a river. You can live on a mountain. You can live in a forest. You can like, there is just so much here. And then the people, oh, Canada is my favorite country in the entire world. I haven't traveled extensively, but I've traveled enough to know that Canada is my favorite country in the entire world. Every time, every time I hear the name Canada, I just want to go, oh, Canada. Yeah. Like every, (laughs) every time, like it's not me being taken to piss maybe tongue in cheek a little bit but a little bit (laughs) you know i i don't know man like you know i speak to a lot of people on this thing and met a met a few canadians as well face to face and they've been some fucking cool ass people and i i like writing books right there's um i wanna i keep on writing the poetry and all that shit that 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 does a uh, mental health side. Okay. That takes that side of, totally. of what I want to do, but kind of create um, like a series of stories um, or for kids. So like kids books, oh, but like really, really okay. young, like really young, like, yeah, it's still like kind of rhyming couplets. So it's interactive and it's kind of like a lot of big pictures and shit, but it's all of, um, of uh, stories that I've done. Right. So it's real life stories made into uh fiction right and then whenever i love that yeah whenever the kid's older whether it's my kid whether it's someone else's kid whether it's some random person i'm talking to it doesn't matter i'll be like do you want to know the real story behind it like okay go on i was like well that person's actually that person and that person was actually this person and that person's me and this is what actually what happened and whatever but one of the books i really want to make and it's going to take a long ass time is um fascinated by culture right mm. and um there's a lot of culture back home you know britain gets Absolutely. a bad rep because it's like oh it enforced its own culture on all, all around the world i'm like leave that conversation for another day right i'm like yeah. i want to i want to I go to all these places around the world and um i think there's a lot of uh wisdom laced within stories right and these stories are usually very old and it's usually embedded in in the culture and my mom is actually nigerian right so she was born out there and lived out there for like for seven years before getting sent to the uk like her family's from manchester but she was born out there 
So she's white as as I am before you ask. Um, otherwise, yeah, well, I I'd be that. like from a stalk, right? I would be the or your obra, albino, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker, have you seen my eyes? They're blue, not red. Look at them, motherfucker. I know, I know. Sorry, sorry for everybody listening. Alex and I are friends now, so I'm I'm allowed to fuck around with him. All yeah, that's bit. fine. You know, that's fine. <laughs> I I gave her permission to rip me to pieces. I'll start crying. Oh my god. <laughs> And then, okay. and then we'll just hug the it out. Of a therapist. Virtually. Yeah. It's a safe space. Safe wow. Space. You're just hugging your, yourself. That's embarrassing. No, I'm joking. I, I mean, you know, you could have accepted it. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd say that. But um, <laughs> now nah, go to these places, right? And learn from the culture, learn from the people, uh, mm. these quote unquote ancient ways. So I grew up with my mom's always like uh with some West African influence and like proverbs and all that shit. And okay, cool. Being over here and learning things from the Pacific Islands and Maori and 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 all that. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, wouldn't it be really cool and break down barriers if you could stick it all in one piece of literature, right? So mm-hmm. my my idea is over a very long period of time is to go to these places actually see the people and learn from them and and kind of pick these things up and then write about them so a kid right rather than going because especially now everything's online right and it's only going to get faster and faster rather than um they're only ever seeing one thing right i grew up in a largest council state in in europe right you're only ever going to see one thing everyone's in the shit everyone's in poverty everyone's carrying a knife you think the world is shit right you only you that's the only thing that you see right yeah totally but if you can pick up pick up this book turn the page and be like wow this like ancient teaching from samoa turn the page this ancient teaching from nigeria turn the page this ancient teaching from the north fucking pole turn the page this ancient teaching from like peru turn the page and it just kind of goes around and you can see how how fucking similar us human beings are we're similar mm-hmm. in our differences right mm-hmm. we're very very mm-hmm. very different but also like you break it all down like the car is exactly the same and yeah. I just think it'd be really rad. So that was a really long explanation of, I want to go to the North Pole. Oh, okay, cool. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for you. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. I'll be camouflaged. Wow. That's so fun. Yeah. The North Pole. I want I to go to that sign. To go. I don't know if you're allowed. Yeah, you, like you, you're only allowed to go like so far, I think, because all the rest of it is like an army, but like it's like blocked off. I don't think you're like, you know what I mean? I think some of it, that's why there's so many conspiracy theories as to like what's actually at the North Pole because mm. people actually can't go to the North. It's either the North or the South Pole or both. And you can't actually go to the, like the very tip of the, of the world because it's like it's like army base or something like you're actually not allowed to for whatever reason i'll it's find a way they're hiding all the aliens i'll find a way yeah 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 you will i'll get invited by yeah, someone or something you know like i i can usually sweet talk my way into some things you know like yeah <laughs> you just get yeah. real good with your mouth in many ways and you know next thing in you know you're in an army ways. base in in the north pole surrounded by a bunch of dudes it's like wait hold on a minute like i didn't sign up for this <laughs> You said, I mean, you know, be careful how you use your mouth. That's all I'm saying. Just <laughs> or get, don't use it in uh, all the ways and have a good time. It gets you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I I get fired a lot. 
Stop taking that out of context. Yeah. <laughs> so many ways I could go with that. Yeah. There's so yeah. many places I could go with that. Alex, you're setting me up now at this point. You're just setting me up at this point. Yes. I'm like following <laughs> you around with like banana pills. Don't trip. <laughs> Never. So Ever. I'm real interested in this game. Okay. I do need to okay. pop off. I know this has been fucking forever. No, I'm just um we can um, do a part two. We might have to, but hold on, let me just double check to see what time my next patient is at. No, no, no you know, you get some downtime. We can do a oh, part we got two, time. don't we? But that's true. We got time. So we're good. You sure? Yeah, I got half an hour. So, uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Okay, cool. So going back into the sex game. Game. Okay. Always. Realm. Whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Space. We'll, we'll call it space. We'll always go back to sex. Yeah, here for it. I mean, yeah. Like, what are, what are you going to do? Like, that's it's, it. Sex it's and weed. Sex and weed. <laughs> oh, that's that's another good one. Yeah, so. Yeah, sex and weed. That's my that's my work. Sex and weed. So I, I, um, I reserve the right to have no opinion on cannabis, right? Okay. Simply because... Um, I grew up in a country where it's illegal, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously I will not be doing it in a country that is illegal. I think um really? I think is that what you just said? Is that are we being serious? Honestly, was that was that honest? Is that serious? What? Are you allowed to say otherwise? That you're what? not gonna be doing cannabis in a country where it's illegal? I've not touched it in, in New Zealand. And it's illegal oh. here. I've not touched it in New Zealand. Okay. Um, I think I've fucking smoked pot uh, four times in my life, maybe. Drugs isn't my thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I don't like things going in my lungs. I don't, I 100% not do pills. Like I grew up in the shit end of the stick and I see the the negative side from drugs rather than the the positive Mm -hmm. side. But what I am really Mm -hmm. interested in is like, quote unquote, Eastern style medicine and herbal medicine. Um, mm. and I will also do as a disclaimer is I tried CBD that is legal in the UK. Just the, the THC shit isn't, nice. um, nice. and I think it's phenomenal. I honestly think it's phenomenal. It's the only thing that cured at the time my insomnia, like a really bad sleeping pattern, like my joints mm-hmm. hurt all the time. It's the only thing that fixed that. Um, yeah. but what I am in, I'm very open-minded and I'm really interested in using cannabis to help things because it's a fucking weed it's a plant right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. talk to talk to me about that because that's your expertise i have no idea about it yeah and um yeah yeah talk to me i love promoting cannabis i'm also surprised that it's not legal in new zealand to be honest with you because they had a referendum did they and did it go through no so um they say something like 87 percent of the population has either tried it or is a regular user, right? Which is ridiculously high. However, it's a very, um, like the middle aged and above a very, very conservative mindset. So like, oh, no, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. I would rather buy my weed from a fucking drug dealer than actually go give my tax money to the government and create more jobs. And it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because it is weird because the prime minister of New Zealand, like she's amazing and she's super progressive. I mean, 
I thought for sure. So, okay. Aside from that, but cannabis, cannabis. So cannabis is legal in Canada. Thank God is for that. It's now has been for a few years, which is even better. Um, and then prior to that, it was legal medically for many years. And then prior to that, it was illegal, but that didn't stop anybody because Canada. Um, <laughs> oh, Canada. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All every time. Uh, and uh, I am a big proponent. So as a psychotherapist, I can't prescribe medication, right? So I'll talk to you about your medication, make recommendations for you to have conversations with your MD, right? Do those types of things, but I can't prescribe medication. So what I prescribe, the medicine I prescribe is the medicine that is accessible to all of us, right? Sunshine, outside movement and nutrition and pleasure. And we talk about that when we talk about medicine and, and movement medicine and food is medicine and all that kind of stuff. And so one of the places that that has brought me to has been the cannabis world. And I am a big pro cannabis supporter, whether you want to use it or not. I think that there is a space and a place that cannabis will be used. And especially over the next five to 10 years, it will be very rare. I think that that statement that you made about how 87%, like how, like even I am like, that's excessive, but I think in five to 10 years that saying a statistic like that about how many people have used cannabis or have come into contact with it at least once that will be accurate because it is going to be, and it already is in everything. Even my 94 year old grandmother who broke her, her shoulder, uh, was a shoulder like collarbone. She fell, unfortunately, and she, she hurt herself. I bought her a bottle of CBD and she uses it topically. Like she won't consume it, but she, right. So I'm like, even my 94 year old grandmother now has access or has used cannabis, which is wild, Mm. wild to think about because I grew up in a very, pretty conservative not pretty conservative but like eurocentric um catholic mm. home patriarchal you know that kind of thing so like if you even said drugs in my home like you would be you'd be getting a smack like that's not what happens right so then to now be a cannabis educator it's really interesting because you know, now I'm supporting people, women and men, all genders to use cannabis in their lifestyle in a way that makes sense, right? I'm not big on like, here's just a joint, like figure it out. Like, that's not what we're doing. This isn't the cannabis of the nineties. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we're doing here. This is like, how can we incorporate this as part of our lifestyle to be supplementary and complementary to it? Right. So CBD is huge. And you are seeing CBD um, in the fitness world, beauty, like the moisturizer that I use for under my eyes is CBD infused. Right. Like I, I love it. Um, you see it in, in healthcare. You're seeing it, right. You're, you're seeing it. They actually just released two studies this year, one from Oregon state university and one from the university of Waterloo here in Ontario about COVID and the, and how cannabis is that could actually be one of the therapeutics that is developed in order to support 
um, healing from COVID, which is really, really neat. The University of Waterloo study, uh, which has been peer reviewed, they're just kind of waiting for like their big rubber stamp of like, yay, it's okay, right? Mm -hmm. Demonstrated that CBD actually shortens the symptomology of the COVID experience. CBD can shorten COVID for you. Like that's fucking crazy, right? So like I made this little video about it and I was like, see, I told you, everybody should be smoking weed. Like, and, and, and that's the other thing is that you no longer have to smoke weed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you can eat it. Now you can apply it topically, right? I talked to people about how to make their own CBD and THC lube so you can have sex with it. Cannabis, sex and cannabis go together like peanut butter and jelly, baby. Oh my God, it's so good. Like, talk to me about that. That I've never so fucking good. heard before. Hold on, let me get my cat too. Oh. Like, she's she's like, yeah. Okay. Come here. <laughs> I know Arthur's still back here. He's. Oh. <laughs> let me see your kitty. Oh my God, stop. Here you go. Come on. What's this? There you go. Oh my goodness, it's like a little calico. Oh, she's beautiful. Look at her looking at you with the most love. Oh my um, goodness. I'm telling you, this thing is my best fucking friend in the world. I she- love this thing. I'll send you a lot. I, I think 99% <laughs> of my camera roll is of this little thing. And oh. I, I, I'm an animal person, right? I think yeah. when it's all okay. said and done, I'm going to be coaching for free and looking after animals and that's going to be the rest of my life right i just need to do a few things before that but um literally like that. Gonna... yeah sorry what you gonna say i was gonna say you'll have to meet my best friend so she's a uh, she just finished her certification to be a dog masseuse wow cuddling yeah. dogs yeah the whole day Sounds yes great. yeah so she so she's literally she's gonna buy a van she's gonna fix it up she's gonna put like her table in the back of the van and like she's gonna be a traveling dog masseuse. That's gonna be her life. I'm like on the trigger of pulling for uh, buying a van and living in it, and just kind of traveling with the kitty. Right. Honestly, yeah, I love that for you. I love but like that for the you. communication with this thing, like I'll put a tea in a bowl, right? As in like food, and I put the biscuits in the bowl, and I'll say wait, and she sits down, and then I'll double tap the bowl, and she'll go for it. Right. If I ask you for a kiss, she'll come in and like nut me on the on the mouth. Like it's honestly, I'm I'm going to bed and she like walks into the bedroom and like sits down, waits for me to get in bed. Like it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Oh my goodness, you've met your familiar love. Legit. Like Gary and Angel type shit. There you go. See? Look, still staring at me. uh, She is. I can hear her purring too. She is just obsessed with you. Yeah, I know. What can I say? Pussy likes me. I mean, hey. <laughs> and you can set that one to the fucking bank. Yeah, I am. I'm going to. That was great. That was excellent. <laughs> well, I have a wiener dog and he's back here hanging out behind that's no, me. That's no coincidence. And it's no coincidence that I have a wiener dog. Oh. What can I say? Dick likes me. So, hey, know. now. Hey, <laughs> what, what were you saying? Marijuana and lube and marijuana and sex. Yeah, like that? yeah. Let's get back to weed and sex. Um, you know, cannabis is a medicine, but as a medicine, it is also an enhancer. Like it can enhance many things. 
THC has this really beautiful power to be able to make things feel better, more euphoric, right? Uh, that's why I love it when people come to me and if they are, you know, battling with depression or anxieties or even neurodivergences like ADHD, for example, cannabis can be one of your best friends in those situations because of the elevating effects of THC and the calming effects of CBD and how it works. And sex, right? How we talked about earlier, sex is just a way to activate a portal of energy. So if that's what sex is, cannabis is like the wood that the, that the door is made out of to the portal, you know? Like cannabis when it comes to sex has helped so many people. So from a trauma informed lens, right? The number of women, for example, who, who have, uh, who have experienced sexual assaults um, and any other types of traumas, especially in their pelvic areas, right? We, we can do many things, right? Pelvic floor physiotherapy. We can start doing, um, we call it de-armoring practices and exercises. Um, and then one of the other recommendations that we make is to start to include cannabis. So whether that's applying CBD topically to your vulva area, and then, you know, massaging yourself, getting yourself used to being able to open up a little bit again, right? Because there's many women and people with vaginas out there who experience pain upon penetration for many different reasons. Um, so, so CBD can be allow people to be able to receive again. THC, when you use it topically or if you ingest it, right, can actually help elevate and expand your orgasmic experience, right? When you apply THC topically to your vulva area, it actually helps draw more blood and makes you a little bit more sensitive and a little bit more tingly down there, which is really lovely. So that's why I love cannabis because it, it, it can elevate you. It can relieve you. It allows people, so many people, it allows them to be present for the experience of sex. And now I'm speaking to so many people, so many athletes and, and people in fitness about how they use CBD so that they can be present for their workouts, right? Cannabis, I find, you know, there's this like, misnomer that like cannabis you know stoners and like you know lazy and like don't do anything and it's a gateway drug and everything and that's just quite honestly just not the case you know I think that that was just like the war on drugs U.S. propaganda bullshit that really did that right like cannabis is not cocaine so it's 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 very it's very different and cannabis from a therapeutic sense has allowed people to feel things that they've never been able to before, to speak about things that they've never been able to before, to unlock things that they've never been able to before. So much so here in Canada that, that cannabis is not only legalized, but now Health Canada, so our like health governing body here in the government is looking at uh, potentially legalizing psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms, because wow. of the science demonstrating how it unlocks and allows people from a therapeutic perspective to heal, especially people with pain, PTSD, um, and any other types of severe traumas. It's, it's really neat. Oh, damn. 
Yeah. Like the thing is, like it it makes sense. It it grows it grows on the planet. You know, it's it's here yeah. naturally. We are natural things. We have somehow evolved into this thing that we're living in now. And so has that, you know, plant, mushroom, fungi, whatever the fuck it is. It's like, okay, fine. You don't have to go pull the trigger and go, I'm going to legalize this. Just study it. Figure it out. See the positives and the negatives, the pros and the cons. And be like, then you've got a little bit more um, ammunition in your arsenal to be able to make a decision, right? Too, Too many people in the sex scene and also uh, as in towards the sex scene and also towards like cannabis are super fixed minded and like, nah, 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 we can't do that. We can't do this. We can't do that. I'm like, mm. I've had a lot of people recently on um, relationships, right? And the whole non-traditional relationships is again, something that really interests me because it's something so different. And again, something that I just don't feel. I'm like, that doesn't do anything for me but that doesn't mean i can't learn about it right um Mm -hmm. and in that scene we're too traditional it's like no it's a man and a woman and that's it and now Mm -hmm. it's okay it's two people and that's it you're like well okay it can be three people four people like it can be whatever the fuck people (laughs) want ten people yeah i mean fuck do what you want you know yeah as long as you're getting off (laughs) you know always take the silver medal yeah. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? Always take the silver medal for men? Finish second. Yeah, finish second. Okay, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like 100%. that. I'm going to use that. Always I'm take the silver that. medal. I like that a lot. Yeah, and then, always you know, you, you can always walk, rock up and give them one of those little plastic gold medals to, to a lady. And yeah. she's like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, you finish first. Hey. Hey. You're yeah. a winner, baby. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I love that though. I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that in my men's program. Wow. I think that's a great, a great I think I'm I've been saying that since say. school. Like honestly, I've been like dropping some of the bullshit from since school. Always take the silver medal. Always take the silver medals. Or bronze. The, I mean, or it could be like a fucking fifth price trophy i guess like i don't know do you think but finish finish last come last we do not judge you in yeah, yeah at the party finish last that's yeah. just what we're saying here yeah. all the festival <laughs> fuck who knows maybe there's fucking thousands of people just be the last one to vacate the building no Could i you can't do that I couldn't, but like it, I mean, so I did one time the work, a swingers cruise one time. That was fun. Wow. You did what? That I, went- I worked it. So I, so they hired me to do workshops um, wow. uh, for the week on the cruise, which was pretty cool. But the cruise like was commissioned by a swingers company. So like a worldwide swingers company and they do these cruises all over and like trips and stuff all over the world. So they hired me. Uh, contracted me to do workshops all week which was pretty neat so wow. that 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 was an experience that I, yeah that was I couldn't even have sex with anybody I was like this is just I just want to like I'm just watching all of you like this is wild so like when you walk into so they turned one of the rooms into a, a dungeon like into like a sex room and I remember I walked in with a couple of like the dancers because like all of us were working, you know, we kind of became friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we walked in into the one room and I'm with a couple of the dancers and it's just like a room of people fucking. 
And that was the wildest thing that I've ever seen. That's just, that was the best thing. That was just the, it was just so wild. Or like when you walk out onto the deck, technically the rule was like, you're not supposed to like have sex on the deck, but you could be naked. And like people didn't care. So yeah. like, so then you walk out onto the deck in the middle of the ocean, like, and we, we were in like the Greek, we, it was a Greece tour. So it was like the most beautiful, warm ocean sun everything so you walk out and there's just like people just like all the things all the bodies all happening like now when you think about it like during a pandemic you're like oh oh my god we're all gonna get sick right but at the time I was like this is crazy like I would just sit with a drink and just walk I was like this is the most beautiful and interesting experience that I don't need to be part of but like I'm really glad to be here you know what I mean like it's it it was pretty cool. That was cool. That's living. If Honestly, you can be on a cruise and be naked, just, you know? That's that's natural. You know what I mean? If you yeah. actually think about yeah. it, that's what this animal that we call ourselves as humans, that's natural. You know, like the Greeks used to do it. They also used to do all sorts of weird stuff. The Romans used to do it. Like all civ- ancient civilizations used to do it, right? Now we just kind of developed a stiff upper lip. Like... I, that's it's not for me like I can't say I've tried it but it I can also say I don't think that's for me you know what I mean but at the same time yeah, but like, you'd be sitting with me like having a drink about it right yeah I'll be like <laughs> you know what first of all they're doing what they want to do going back to like you're passionate <laughs> about this I'm like that's fucking cool you go do what you want right yeah. obviously consensually yeah. and, and boundaries and everyone yeah okay that's Absolutely. all ticked Absolutely. off 100% and I'm just like secondly I'm like I don't have to agree with it for me for it to be right for them. Mm. Right. You go fucking do your thing. I'm going to enjoy this Coke and rum. Right. And I'm going to rip in the Callan like she's my younger sister. <laughs> right. <laughs> and beat her at tiddlywinks. <laughs> I don't even know what some of that stuff means that you just said. Is it's, that horrible? <laughs> no, it's like a, it's like a little kid's game. Oh, okay. okay. It was nothing like me or fucking dirty or anything. It was literally just a little kid's game. You play with like coins. Tiddly wings. Okay, I like that. I like that. It's like yeah, yeah, like Teletubbies. Okay, all right. I get it. I get it. Pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's rad. Ah, like yeah. Don't yuck someone's yum. That's what I say. Don't yuck someone's yum, ever in anything. Don't yuck someone's yum just because you don't like it. Mind your business. Yeah, live and let live, man. Do you think? Yeah. As long as you're not hurting, as long as you're not hurting yourself, I, I mean, unless you want to, uh, but not hurting yourself, hurting others, or hurting minors, do what you got to do. Paint your dick blue. Dye your hair purple. Have an orgy with 50 people. You know, like, like move to another country. Fall in love. Then fall out of love. And, you know, Live here, live there, try this food. Just dance in the sun, dance under the moonlight, like be barefoot, just live your life. And I think people like you and I, who came from places that we both wanted to leave for many different reasons, not for like hate or anything, just for many different reasons. We're like, we don't belong here. I think that that is like the true takeaway is to find everyone and, and activate them 
if they are seeking it as well, to activate them, to allow them to be like, no, you get to, right? The number of people that I told them that they just like, go move this year. Like, I don't care if we're in a pandemic, you don't like it here, leave. And then the number of people who like a few of my patients, they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, you don't like it here. You're not happy. You don't like this guy. You don't like this life. Like you're not happy, leave. And they're like, but I'm like, no, there's no but. Mm. nothing is keeping you here mm. except you that's it that's it seven billion people on the planet over 200 languages spoken hundreds of countries pick a story man and then like be done with it and then write a whole new one because why not the fuck else are you doing and that's how i live my life and that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, like we, we like the life is a pendulum, right? It pendulums from all emotions. It swings around and around. It's a gray area, but we like to place ourselves in this very specific singular box and be like, I have to be this person. And usually that's chosen yeah. for us. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. what? I'm supposed to be this like one thing. I was like, uh, no, thank you. Like I'd rather like, kind of do everything and, you know, like do a few things, see a few things, meet a few people, tell a few stories, hear a lot more, you know, and just kind of like experience what life has to offer and uh, be committed to the journey rather than committed to yep. like one thing, the outcome. Yeah, fuck. Mm-hmm. So I found yeah. this is actually deeply personal, but, you know, I respect you and this thing that we've created. Um, so Thank you. Let, let's go. So I was digging out. So I'm going to be moving pretty soon, just apartments. I think I'm going to go back up to Auckland or maybe I don't. Who knows? I'll go wherever the wind takes me. And um, I found a birthday card that me, me granddad sent me and he died last year and I obviously couldn't go back for the, for the funeral. Right. Um, but it was the last piece of thing he ever wrote to me or like said to me or whatever, but he's the guy who worked in Nigeria for 55 years. So he's, wow. He didn't know his dad. He uh, got brought up by his neighbor and he called him his new dad rather than his, his old dad, his oh, biological dad. Yeah. Right. Literally in like the same neighborhood as, as me, the poor end of the stick. And he ended up getting himself out of there and then worked in West Africa. Right. And was respected by the locals and he was committed to the, the journey and he found his place, which was Africa and just kind of traveled around. Um, but he wrote on it go get them kid and that was basically it you know and uh yeah i go back there quite regularly i'm like okay this is a man who was committed to the journey rather than the destination and he literally um he finished his journey once his last task was complete so he was married for years and years and years um, you know, he was in the national service. He'd lived abroad. He'd done everything. He'd like, he couldn't open his right hand fully because he, uh, his sailing ship capsized. He got stuck underneath the thing. Um, wow. he nearly drowned. He ended up breaking himself out. Yeah. Yeah. All, all this shit, right? Like he had like jumped out of an airplanes, parachuting all this shit. Um, but the last task was, he was fucking lung cancer ridden and no one, no one knew about it, but he looked after oh, his, wow. uh, yeah, he looked after his wife and got to make sure his wife was okay and went to a home like my grandma. 
Um, she's like Alzheimer's and shit. She's in a great place, doesn't have a clue what's going on, just like me, to be honest. Um, so it, once that was all sorted, he literally was like, okay. Like, saw me mom. I was like, all right, no problem. Made sure everything was good. Literally went to sleep, didn't wake back up. And was like, that's that's what that's what us human beings are supposed to be doing, man. Of like, I'm gonna do this thing called a journey, right? I'm gonna fucking live this thing. And I think there's something else. I think you know, spirit goes on and you go do whatever. Um, but I think that's the point, you know. You're gonna go around, do this thing, you're gonna commit Agreed. to this. This is a passion. Agreed. And I'm gonna Agreed. go do the same, you know. What a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. That that was really I love that. I, I love the sentiment of like your grandfather finished his last task and then he was mm. like, and now I'm done here. I think that's beautiful. I think that's, you know, that's, that's how, that's how I'd want to go. You know, we'd be like, okay, I did all the things. Now let's move on. Now you're done. Now we're done. That's how I see death though. It's another it's, path it's to like, life. Yeah. It's just the end of one story to another. That's it. Death is just another path to life, one that we almost take. Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. What an interesting human you are. I appreciate that. That is, your quotability is, you're on point with that. I've got to introduce you to my twins. My twin I, brothers. <laughs> you guys would not stop talking. Good. Sounds great. <laughs> <It'd be> great. <laughs> Listen, but Alex, I got to let you go. I have a patient in my waiting okay. room. You go. Um, but we we can take this up again if you like, for sure. We can do this um, on recording, off recording. You can shoot this shit whenever with you, mate. Like, I appreciate you so much yeah. and everything that you do. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just like, I, I don't know if you're, yeah, you're still recording, but like you can edit this, right? So yeah. Um, I'll stop it. Hold on. You, Hold on. Yeah, okay. When we going? <laughs>